0: I'm uh, Carol Scott, I'm the chair of ICOM UK and ICOM UK is part of a, a very large family of museums. ICOM is the International Council of, of Museums and it has um, member countries in 117 countries. It has 31 professional standing committees and it has about 300,000 members. So it's a very, very large um, you know, global sort of organisation which works internationally and also works with, with ICOMOS and some projects. I wanted today to talk a little bit about the work of ICOM generally. Our headquarters are in Paris. I wanted to talk a bit about the work of ICOM UK. And then I wanted to talk a a bit about, you know, potential collaboration. So ICOM has four main functions. It's a membership organisation. It's a professional development organisation. It sets standards for best practice. And it also is very increasingly involved in advocacy. So in terms of a membership organization, it offers membership at both an institutional level, so this is, you know, most of our members are obviously would be museums, but not exclusively because we have a lot of heritage associations that are also um, members and, and universities that are running cultural heritage projects. And it also has an individual membership which is available for concession membership, people who are museum professionals, and uh, a very good and very sort of competitive membership for students. And the the great benefit of belonging to ICOM is that it gives you free access to most of the museums in all of the 117, you know, participating national committees. And that means a great deal, particularly if you're a traveler, you know, you're very culturally active and you really want to enjoy these sites when you're you're abroad. Here in the UK, where the national museums are free, what it also gives is access to many of the um, temporary paying exhibitions that we're seeing now. So it it is very good value, and something that many people take advantage of. And that's the tangible benefit, but it's it's not just that. It's a very, it's an excellent forum for people who are interested in working with material cultural heritage in the global arena. So the, you know, as uh, as in Susan's organization at ICOMOS, there is a triennial conference every three years, and it just happens to be this year in Rio de Janeiro from the the, um, the 10th to the 17th of August. And in the years between the triennials, the um, standing professional committees, what they call international committees, all meet. There are 31 of these, and they cover everything from different types of collections to different types of museums to different types of functions within the museums. So there are standing professional committees for management, for marketing and public relations, for education, for curatorial, conservation, preservation, um, documentation and uh, registration. So there are many ways in which, you know, a person can actually become part of the the ICOM family and network internationally and build their professional networks. In addition, um, ICOM is very interested in setting high standards of, of both ethics and professional practice. And for example, there is in a Middle Eastern country right now a great deal of controversy about a relatively new museum which has just sold its entire collection. And in terms of, you know, principles of deaccessioning and how you do this in a way that actually keeps your cultural heritage within a country without it sort of going beyond borders. This is something that ICOM is very, very concerned with. And the fourth area is advocacy. And here... There, there is just a growing concern about the vulnerability of material cultural heritage, particularly movable, portable material cultural heritage. And either threatened through environmental events like extreme weather, or through um, being situated in zones of conflict. And one of the things that ICOM does is that it publishes regularly something called Red Lists. And if you go onto the ICOM website, Um, you will see any of these red lists which are our downloadable PDFs. So the most recent ones are for Syria and Egypt, and there are ones for Afghanistan and many other sort of um, areas of conflict in the world. These red lists identify material culture which has been identified as being looted and which there is concern about um, passing over boundaries and being illegally traded. And they're used by the police and customs officials sort of, you know, quite extensively. So those, those are the kind of four areas in which ICOM works internationally. And in terms of, of our national organization, our whole model is about partnership. At the moment, in fact on Monday, we are running a one-day conference on working internationally. And this is a, a partnership that we're running with the British Museum and the National Museum Directors Council, excuse me. <clears throat> and it's, it, it, it's interesting because I think British museums have, are, have a developing interest in this area and quite a good track record. But it was, it's was it been really heightened by the presence of the Olympics, you know, last summer. And so, you know, as the, the world came to London and, you know, other associated regions for the Olympics, there's, there's a great deal of interest now in British museums going out. And whether it's exhibitions or whether it is loaning objects or whether it's um, professional exchanges, there is a lot happening in this area. And I have to say we advertised this at the beginning of January and sold 60% of the tickets within a week of advertising it. So there's a, there's a great interest. And we're looking at models of working, we're looking at how you integrate this within your strategic plans and how you can do it in sort of economically feasible way during this, these times of fiscal constraint. In addition, we have another uh, a project with the Association of Independent Museums to document this, this, um, the outcomes of this workshop and publish them online, and a further um, partnership with the British Council to fund two bursaries to go to the triennial conference in Rio and we're about to um, announce the, the winners of, of, um, of that on Monday as well at, at the Working Internationally seminar. And then the fourth area which is, is quite interesting and is more perhaps aligned to what we're talking about here tonight is, is the Blue Shield. Now the Blue Shield is a program of ICOM which has been set up to look particularly at um, material cultural heritage which is under threat Initially, because of of, um, zones of conflict, and increasingly, what they've encompassed now, is environmental threat. The Blue Shield has five pillar organisations of which ICOM, ICOMOS, um, libraries and archives are, are, are two of the other ones. And we've just reformulated the Blue Shield in the UK and the, um, the Secretariat is working out of the University of Newcastle with the hopes of actually getting some money for research in this area. I must say that this, this is something which interests us immensely. Part of our program is really to address our members' needs, but the other part is to really address these much larger international concerns. And one of the areas that we're, we are of, you know, sort of, of particular interest and concern at the moment is the UK overseas territories, particularly in the Caribbean. So this is Bermuda, the Virgin Islands, Cayman Islands, Montserrat, Aguila, which have experienced really very severe um, environmental events, particularly in the last five to six years, and where their material cultural heritage is under considerable threat. And part of the difficulty is just the professional development and knowing how to manage this. So there's a tremendous need here to run a program of our disaster preparedness and risk management. And we have you know, some plans for that which we would be very interested in, in sharing with you. And I think the possibility for a project or a program in this area is something that we would you know, see as a starting point. Thank you.